cup coffee in here, please. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Come on, get some coffee. Want some coffee? Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stack. Hot. How's your book come along? Pretty good. Um, I'm on like the final chapter, which is uh, fun. The sort of, it, it's I wouldn't say it's like the hardest chapter to write either. I don't see it being like too long. So see, I yeah. Think, um, see, I saw the pictures. The pictures oh, yeah, sent me. Yeah. And it's each chapter based on the the name of a person. Yeah. So um, the layout is basically like I wanted something similar, like the layout of like Game of Thrones. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Each sort of like chapter. It's not like yeah. say chapter four. Uh, yeah. Colon, you know, uh, strange happenings in the something something. You know, I, I didn't want yeah. that. I wanted sort of like just yeah, because there's different like POVs uh, yeah, in the story. Yeah. I wanted just like the name of the person, just to announce sort of like who this like character is. So yeah, it, it's just gonna be. Um, yeah, like different POVs and yeah, it's all over this sort of like weird world where like shit happens. I, I don't really want to give like a lot away because no. I want people to buy this book. When no, it comes no, out, so. no, 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 I definitely yeah. want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so I was um, I was with my co-author and uh, we were saying we looked at um, how, we counted how many words they are like in total of what we're writing. And we estimated with this chapter I'm writing now the estimate I wanted for that chapter in total, right? It comes to 193,000 words. Wow. Yeah. Is that for one chapter? Is that from the whole book? For the whole book, yeah. For one chapter, yeah. For a really long chapter. But um, no, it's, um, it's looking really good, yeah. So like we were arranging it and stuff. So yeah, I mean, the, the, the point where we're at now is basically looking at like drafting it a few times, making sure everything's like, you know, continuity like good continuity equals good um yeah. and then um we're gonna look at like publishing it yeah so uh that's gonna be quite fun how many how many pages is it um oh i don't know because like we've done it just like normal sort of like say word document pages but uh when you submit it you have to like convert it into manuscript pages which is like oh, a certain right. type like that publishing people use so <laughs> but, like um yeah so how many pages is it like in terms of the mic in the, the word document um well there's 39 chapters in total and each chapter say, say has about on average about six or seven pages oh nice that's, yeah that, that's, that's yeah nice. so well, I'm, I'm terrible at, at math uh i feel math. like i feel like such a uh i feel like such a thing i'm not i'm not one of those people who who reads a book depending on how many chap how many pages are? Don't worry, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Oh no, I just um, want to get like a gist of like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I definitely want to. I definitely want to give us. Yeah. Give us Plus, a it's read. like it's going to be like you know, it's the first in a plan sort of like. Well, the, the joke is at the moment that it's a, a trilogy of four, so we're looking at maybe doing like four books in in total. Four trilogy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is that what it's called? It's a quadrilogy. Yeah. Quadrilogy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, I was like sort of like celebrating last night, sort of like nearly that's finishing great. it. That's, so that's that's, that's great. What, if I sound a bit like croaky, it's it's uh, also it's quite yeah. good. You haven't got any like deadlines to stick to as well. So, I know, right? Yeah, you know, like you haven't yeah. got 
somebody on you saying you've got to get this done by a certain mm. date and stuff like that. But no, it, it's something really fun. And I know you've been working on it for like how many like years now or something? Like uh, it's coming up to fourteen months. Yeah. Okay, so it up to like a year and a bit, yeah. But like the planning all that must have taken longer than that. Um, surprisingly not that much, because like the initial sort of like say prelim phase where we we're, we're just like talking about like what we yeah. wanted from this story probably took about like a month. To be fair, it's like when you start writing it out, then it all comes. I found like the more when you write out, the ideas come into your head as you're writing it out yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, I I never like fully plan out a chapter. No, it's always no. like I have an idea, and yeah. then yeah, you're right. Like literally, I'm sat down and literally the words just spill out. The idea is you have a beginning and then you have an ending. Yeah, and you basically have a middle to get to that ending. So you know you got one one point 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 A and point B. So you know how the you know the idea is for me. I know how is my thing's gonna begin, and I know how it's gonna end. It's just the middle part. I yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah. uh, I find the middle part always the hardest. Like you know, mm, yeah, because yeah. I feel like yeah, like especially if you're working on like as you said, like the start and the uh, the ending. Yeah, yeah. You don't want this sort of like to sag in the middle. No, no, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a bit like, I want to say like I was a bit windy. It's like, well, the gist of it is that um, the two sort of main characters, like different PVs, uh, so points of view, um, they're sort of like traveling along this thing called the long road. And that's like basically how, you know, that's where they need to travel to get to their destination. Yeah. Um, think of it as a sort of like, I don't know, sort of like, um, you know, the gunslinger from the Dark Tower. Yeah, you know how he has to follow yeah. sort of like the path, like to yeah, towards like, yeah. his destination. So yeah. you know, it's a, we wanted a sort of like a road story, you know. Uh, it's just you know it's it's like not so much the the destination, but the journey, you know. And uh, yeah, so like just shit happens along the way, sort of like you know they get like drawn into like different conflicts and they meet people and stuff. It's yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to sell you know my my book because I want to sell it, so, but I do think it's interesting, you know. I, I do think it's like. It touches upon no, it's it is action packed and stuff, and it has like interesting things, but it's you know it delves into some like really good topics, I think as well. Oh, sweet! You know, sweet. I, I don't know, like I've always wanted sort of like you know, write the book that you want to read, sort of thing. Well, you got a podcast to to advertise on, haven't you? So yes, yeah, there we are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't deplatform me, guys. No. <laughs> um oh <laughs> no that's great that's that, that's absolutely Thanks, great man. yeah um yeah so um yeah so yeah so that's a welsh's book uh coming out whenever welsh has finished the yeah book. coming out but, when uh, it's ready <laughs> but uh i think us on the hobby coffee cast will be talking about it and advertising it a lot definitely because uh i mean you know it's always great helping out one another in terms of like you know Stuff mm-hmm. we we like ideas we made and stuff we created and all that. Um, yeah. So yeah, so um, today we are. Oh, yeah, hey everybody, welcome back to an episode of Top of Coffee Cast where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and computer theories. I'm your host Reese Bolton, and I'm your host Reese Jones. And today we are delving into. I would say this is going to be this. I'm 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 thinking putting this down. It's like um. Because I feel like it's going to be one of those films that people could disagree with us putting as drunk but I mean, it's not, I, I personally don't think it's a perfect film. 
Oh, um, it's far from perfect. Yeah, yeah, so I think we're going to review. We, well, we are reviewing. Um, um, Francis Lawrence's concert team came out in 2005, starring Keanu Reeves, Tilda Swinton, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel Weiss, uh, Jimin Hunsu, uh, Peter Stormer, uh, and Shia LaBeouf. A very good cast, isn't it? Shia LaBeouf Transformers, yeah. Yes, we're going to be talking about that today. And also, the idea is because the Sandman's coming out, and it's a little bit of like a John Constantine kind of yeah, Lucifer, lore in that John as Constantine. Well. Yeah. So I think it's good to kind of have that uh, something to talk about. Because I'm looking forward to Sandman, to the Sandman show. I mean, Hell yeah! Spoke, spoke yeah. about it last week. We're so looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, um, you can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash HoverCoffeeCast, Twitter at HoverCoffeeCast. Um, Facebook at Alpha Comicast. By the way, it's many accounts at Box97 and Reese B. Jones. Please like, follow, share, and a review if you enjoyed the episode. Thank you very much. So, um, going to talk about the news today before we delve into uh, talk about Constantine. Um, now, there's not much to talk about this week, actually. I mean, well, that's been two big announcements. Um, yeah. Both of them I don't really agree with, and I do apologize to those who are looking forward to these, but I mean, I've got my reasons why I don't, not technically happy with these announcements, but um, we'll go through. I think the first one we should talk about is definitely um, the elephant in the room is the, um, the HBO have announced a new Game of Thrones sequel series based around Jon Snow with <laughs> Kit Harrington returning. <laughs> I thought this was a joke when I saw it. First. I literally thought this was a really late April Fool's joke. Yeah, but... yeah, out of season April Fool's joke. It's like um, it's it's like typing it. April I want Fool's you to joke. like dive into your opinion. Uh, right, so I I believe this is just a waste, in my opinion. I don't know. This is like you're making a sequel to one of the worst, probably the worst season finale in television history. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's other ones as well, but I feel like this is like, people remember it. And you're making a sequel to it. This is A, nobody kind of wants to go back to why is Jon Snow beyond the wall when... It's so boring, right? The dumbest reason why. B, what the main villain's going to be. You can't have the White Walkers come back. And you can't have a bigger villain than the White Walkers. C, nobody wants this at all. Even if the show was a grand basic... If this, in an ultimate reality where Game of Thrones Season 8 was absolutely brilliant, nobody still wants this. It's like... It's like making Lord of the Rings 4 <laughs> and just having Frodo in the, in the Undying... In the Undying Lands, and and it's about Aragorn as king. That's a very good and analogy. It's, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. evil's been defeated. The Dark Lord Sauron's been defeated. What's the main villain going to be? I don't know. Some bandits attacking, attacking. Yeah. You, you, it's like, like why? No one needs this, hmm. and nobody needs this. Like, yeah, we... I I think like Jon Snow is still quite a beloved character, especially like people who fancy him right like kit harrington's a very good looking fella but like <laughs> is there enough goodwill for that character to to merit its own like spin-off sequels show and when I... the story's done 
yeah. done, right? Like yeah. the no- north of the wall is the most boring thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. They they have to come down south back into like the north I, and like uh you know into like the seven kingdoms. They have to. Otherwise it'd be boring. If they're going to if they're going to Force Awakens sequel oh, trilogy Christ, with no. Finn, we're gonna have we're gonna have an older brand stuff, we're gonna have a basically with you know, Arya Stark comes back, Sansa Stark, whatever. Oh, I, I, I like what is the point? And I don't know whether they're doing this just so they can make like, oh, this is kind of like a revamp of yeah. season eight. They're trying to fix things, but you can't. You can't because nobody wants to watch it. And I mean, okay, if it does come out, they're trying to fix it, and then there's like you know, <laughs> you know, Humpty Dumpty like shattered when he went off the wall. Like trying to put him back together again is, you know, it's it's stupid, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I think it's. I I I truly think that this is like. Um, the execs, you know, at like HBO trying to like test the waters, trying to like see what the reaction will be to something like this. I don't think they're going to do it. I just think this is literally like them to go in. Oh, you, you know, in like The Simpsons, when like um, they have the kids to like see, you know, oh, what, what do you want in a show? And like they say, you know, oh, we want like all this and that, you know, for like this car- new cartoon. I think it's basically that. Like they just literally put this out in this one article i think it was like what is it the hollywood reporter they had the exclusive mm-hmm. um and it's i don't think it's gonna happen i think yeah it's just pure just like what is the fan just trying to gauge the, the the reaction i can think of 10 other things which are you know is like a much better idea a much better premise than fucking john snow he's done his story's done leave him yeah, and also there was literally no point in sending John to the wall anyway. Like uh, I always yeah. feel like it's dumb. It's like you literally sent John to the wall because Grey Worm was like, "Oh, I'm pissed off because he killed Daenerys," and you're like, "Okay, we banished him. All right." You could have just said, "Oh, we banished John and not banished John." Exactly. It's, yeah, it, wait it's until a... like the 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 unsullied leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's it's so dumb. Like I, I don't know what they're thinking about this. I don't, uh, it, they they weren't thinking. <laughs> I think deep down it was something like, "Oh, we are trying to fix what happened with season eight. But probably, yeah. I mean, it is. It's it's just fucking it, stupid. It, man. It, it, yeah, I, I I disagree with this as well. And I know like people say like, "Oh, you know, prequel shows. We know what's going to happen. Stuff. Yeah, but that's so more interesting. Like you could do so much with different shows." speaker shows to the Game of Thrones, like a song Ice and Fire. I don't really care about what happens after, you know, the season <laughs> eight Game of Thrones. You know, you know, the only thing people actually want is bloody winter winter. You know, like and yeah. And how George R. R. Martin is doing whatever he can not to release Winter Winter. <laughs> yeah. He is like sitting on it, isn't he? Yeah. I, um, and he's also like doing like producing sort of like roles with all the fucking like spin-offs they got coming up. With like the the sea snake. We're yeah. having a spin-off, right? Of a character who we've never seen before. He's gonna appear in House of the Dragon. He's gonna get his own spin-off. I don't know, I'm not sure if it's like animated or something. This is doing the um, Marvel route where there's kind of they're making spin-offs of characters with well, only... everybody wants that sweet, sweet cinematic universe, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, they and it's wrong. It's wrong because everything does not need to be like Marvel. There needs yeah. to be diversity in our entertainment. Look, I know a lot of people have like, you know, 
gripes against like how uh, the MCU like formats itself. I think it's nice. I think it's like very good, like what they're doing. But I don't like it when, like, yeah, like say other studios and companies, you know, HBO, trying to not emulate, but just trying to like mimic their success, thinking that if they do the same sort of things, they'll get the green as well. Yeah, it's just bad. It's, it's just making all of our entertainment just yeah like monotonous just okay this could this could come out and they'd be like oh we've got a lot of viewers yeah but because a lot of viewers but then you get a lot of viewers then you have so much negative reception to this yeah yeah You're just tarnishing the, the, the game of phones but look mm. house of dragon i think it's gonna be good and i think look this prequel stuff is fine just do not touch a song rice and fire at all yeah yeah anything to do with that if you make a sequel to it you're literally just tarnishing something hmm. that you know that's trying to rebuild itself it's trying to rebuild. Yeah. if you're trying to rebuild your reputation with fans with house of dragon and these other spin-offs prequels what you're going to ruin it more further if you just make a spin- sequel series by Jon snow and frankly i'm not gonna lie Jon snow became really annoying the last season to be honest <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, like, he didn't like they didn't know what to do with his character. They were just like having him to like stick around until he had to kill Daenerys. I personally believe Bad that some franchises shouldn't have sequel sequels whatsoever. Sequel shows, yeah, it should be one and done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even I now think about the sequel trilogy to to Star Wars. Wouldn't I don't think it should have happened anyway. I, 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 I yeah, a lot mm. of people like the sequels. <laughs> not well, not I wouldn't say a lot of people do. Um, I it just I, I by the by the way the show the the that trilogy was handled. I just now just don't think what was the point if you're just gonna mm. like really just revamp everything and make it like it all goes back to I don't know watching Obi Wan Kenobi and. Darth Vader uses the force to push pull that that ship down, yeah? yeah. And then you cut to Ray, who's literally able to pull down a bigger ship. Mm. And oh, but she but she is the chosen one. You see, <sighs> no, that's the thing. It's, you don't. <sighs> Honestly, don't worry. I'm gonna go to Star Wars again, <laughs> but um, sequel game... bashing. I, well, I never. <laughs> this is sequel bashing because I mean, some sequels work. Others don't. The I thing is, these... like, people seem to like hold up the Star Wars sequels as like, like some like holy thing that's like free from any like negative also, criticism. Also, if you about this in the sequ- in the this is uh, right. I'm gonna say this is what one of the diff- uh, problems of Star Wars sequel trilogy. You yeah. never had a scene with Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, or Harrison Ford in the same room. Uh, yeah, I, I think that. It, that wasn't their fault. It was. It was just that they didn't know how to like put them together. No. Plus, no, I think don't. maybe it was their fault in that they were trying to just you know tease the fans like, oh, keep on watching. Like they'll eventually like meet up and all this stuff. Oh, I I I, I'm done with um, the sequels. Um, I've had my time like bashing it, and I've just realised yeah, that it, it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> anyway, Jon Snow Game of Thrones series. I'm not a fan of this. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to be a fan of this at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I 
don't know what to think about that. I hope no. it doesn't happen. I, I hope they get they drop it. Yeah, really like drop in, it. in the books, like I really do like Jon Snow. You know, oh, but yeah. the show, you know, one like is entirely like it's entirely different character. And I'm yeah, I'm saying this like okay, I know there's people out there who enjoy um, Jon Snow, and it's not because I don't like Jon Snow as a character. It's because the way the show ended. Mm. That's literally it. Like I, I we don't, it's, yeah. it's more about it's not take out Jon Snow, and if you put a Game of Thrones sequel series, I'll still not like it. Yeah. Because, you know, imagine they made, like, a Game of Thrones Brandon Stark, King Stark, Brandon Stark series. That's going to be boring itself, to be honest. Exactly, yeah. Again, I don't want it because it's just, what what is he going to do? It's going to be sequel to a really bad season finale, you know? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I just think that they just need to, like, just drop all that stuff now and just focus on, like, new characters and new time periods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like Star Wars. Like, what Star yeah. Wars should do. But, um... I mean, uh, it's got a hot potato, I think, like Star Wars at the moment. Um, whereas Game of Thrones, it's just, and I, I don't really like sort of like the attitude of like the the showrunners at the time, how they thought that they could release anything and people would just accept it and like yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I would much rather something like that's based on Martin's works, like you know, like the Duncan Egg sort of stuff. Like, it's really cool. It's, you know, like, um, anyone that's not familiar with Duncan Egg, it's basically Daenerys is great, great grandfather or something. He sort of like, he was a prince at the time and he sort of like didn't want to be sort of like with the royal family. So he went essentially traveling around Westeros as the squire of a, a really tall knight who like is, he's, he's a bit thick, but he's really, he's good. He's, he's a nice fella, but he's a bit thick. Sir Duncan the Tall, and they get it like into all sorts of adventures, and they meet like the ancestors of like the, the Lannisters, um, yeah, like lords of like different houses and stuff. It's it's really interesting because it's like the fallout of the sort of like um, the Blackfire rebellions as well. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, not fucking Jon Snow beyond the wall. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Um, going to another piece of news that I'm not happy with as well this is it's gonna be one of those days isn't it um <laughs> yeah, right so joker 2 obviously this was announced we, we talked about the title yesterday oh Christ, apparently yeah. it's gonna be a musical now uh i, I mean know, as, as, more. as you know at least they're sort of like announcing that it's a musical and not like you know advertising something like sweeney todd that oh no it's not a musical oh actually yeah it is a musical at least you know they're telling us like if it's if it's if they do it right i think it could be like really interesting to show the sort of like whimsical like look fuckery of his mind i i'm a big fan of musicals it's not about the idea of oh a a musical in dc and stuff like that (laughs) you know like i'm fan musicals but it's such a different you know do a musical about some lighter stuff you're doing a musical about this guy who basically you know with with no mental health issues who brutally murders people especially the last film it's like it's, it, yeah. it feels like very cartoony now and it it feels like it's getting towards a cartoony joker and i i don't like it because mm. the only cartoony joker i had was the alec um the batman animate the batman which uh you know the kind of yeah so the sort of like mark hamill one 
no, no, like no, 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 that one. I'm on about oh, no. um, oh, okay. the George Romero one. Not George Romero. George um, Romero. No, no, no. Um, Alec, um, Adam West, Batman, that's it. Oh, okay, it, right. Yeah, oh, okay, the sort of like campy sort of 60s. Yeah, one. this is, uh, and also, but Lady Gaga has seen um, you know, announced rumors to be playing Harley Quinn. I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, casting, to be honest. It's just, it's just, it's the musical side I don't really like. It feels very mm. just like, I don't know, it, it, the tone is, has changed. Yeah. And unless you make it like Sweeney Tardins, they're very dark, brutal, yeah. horrid, you know, kind of haunting kind of piece. And that's, I, I, I go on that. But I feel like mm. it's not going to, not going to be like that unless it's like the only way I feel like it's going to be is Joker's going to be some sort of kind of I don't know is he sees the world now as kind of a musical like kind of insane part of it yeah everything's a joke and everything's like you know like he is like the the main character of his own little like musical yeah that'd be uh, interesting like see let's see like how they do it I, I really think a sequel to Joker is a bad idea in general yeah I do as well I do I'm not I'm not a big fan of the sequel. A sequel, yeah. I think it was like I don't even think it was Todd Phillips' idea. I think it was just the the studio just thinking like, you know, Joker was so so well received that oh we we've got to do another one. There has to be another one, and the price was right. So they got you know uh, Joaquin back. They got Todd Phillips back. I mean, I'm I'll give it a chance, but I I'm cautiously optimistic for it. You know. Yeah. It's not, it's not something I'd ever have asked for. To no, be honest with you. no, no. It, watching Joker was painful. I think I think I, I went with you. Didn't, do, um, it's I not bad painful. It's painful. It's more like because it's very you're watching the uh, breakdown of a, exactly, a man yeah. who, who feels kind of yeah give like kind of thrown out by society. It's yeah, you're right. Yeah, and like it's just yeah it, it, yeah you feel that for him, don't you? You yeah. can't help but like. You you know, you empathize you you pity him don't you you pity yeah. the Arthur Fleck yeah and will they sort of recapture that in the second one I don't know we should, we need to wait and see I think um yeah I mean I'm not the biggest fan of um, Lady Gaga acting. But I'm willing to give her a chance. No, I, I, if I, she is I, Harley Quinn. I'm a big fan of her acting, actually. I think she does yeah? a good job. Yeah. No, I, th- I think she's she's proven that she's commi- she's a really good actress. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen um, uh, I haven't seen House of Gucci, so I can't. She's really, a she's I probably really the, full she's probably the best performance there, like in terms yeah. of actually. Being oh, not 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 uh, Jared Leto. No, but he's he's <laughs> the best performance of being just Fucked weird. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, the uh, Lady Gaga is probably the best performance in that film in general, to be honest. Okay, but Jaroletto uh, is, really is, is, is the best performance. Just for it's not a best performance; it's just really like the take a piss out performance. That's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, but no, she either like you know, uh, you know, Star Wars born. She's proven she's a really great actress. She's gone on for an Oscar. And, well, she's won Oscar for just for uh, the song, but you know, been nominated for an Oscar for her performance. I I think this is good casting in my opinion as Harley yeah. Quinn. 
Yeah, and I feel like it's going to be a very different Harley Quinn to the one in the Suicide Squad. Oh, I hope so. Like, um, you know, like Margot Robbie's like thing that she does, like her like shtick, is very, very good. But I yeah. just want them, you know, like it's like Batman, isn't it? It's 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 a it needs to be a different take on the character, their own yeah. interpretation, you know. And I, I yeah, I really would like to see um the Todd Phillips version of Harley Quinn. How is he gonna translate this character into this universe? That's gonna be interesting. I think that's the most appealing aspect to me. Like People have already done like sort of fan edits of like how they think Harley Quinn's gonna look in the film, and you know she does like have that. I don't know, maybe it's like the uh, face shape or something, but like it does fit the sort of look of Harley Quinn. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm, you know, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> right, um, yeah. So I mean, with more announcements, maybe this could turn my mind a bit, but I'm a bit. I feel like Joker's should have been a one-off, really. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe if it kind of comes back and it's even better than the first one, then that'd be, <laughs> that'd be amazing. But yeah. again, right now, I'm a bit kind of reluctant to say that. But yeah. obviously, the mind changes. So, um, but yeah, um, going on now, let's talk. Let's go on straight talk about uh, Constantine. Now, um and again, I was saying, like, I feel like doing a drunk Achino Kong's I feel like this is probably the least drunk Achino's film we've probably done <laughs> so far. In terms of, yeah. it can't, it's not the worst film, but also it's oh, it's okay. But, it's so forgettable, though. <laughs> but it's forgettable, and there are stuff I don't like in it as well. Oh, I know God, there's been yeah. a cult following around this film, and people think yeah. this is like a really good film. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine if you think a really good film, but in my opinion, I don't think this is a really good film. I think it's not a, it's not on par with Ben Affleck's Daredevil. It's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's one of the films it's quite mixed with, and I feel like... I feel like, okay, this is, as you say, forgettable. It's one of those, like, forgettable 2000s yeah. comic book movies. Hmm. Um, it's... The, the story I'm not a big fan of. Um, yeah. Into- I think, um, like, my biggest gripe with this is, yeah, not so much, like, the story. I, I think it's okay. But I think, like, the, the major thing for me is that they changed the characterization of Constantine from, like, this um, down-and-out, like, working-class scouser into just an American. Yeah. You know, and like you know, he doesn't have like the classic sort of like trench coat. You know, it's it's Keanu Reeves just being Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So I'll I'll do a quick uh, synopsis of this film. Okay. Premise. So uh, this is set in I'll say present day LA. Yeah. As you said, it's changed. The settings changed from. Does uh, it? Is it Glasgow? It's usually set in, or is it London? Um, Liverpool. You know, what, what like or L- London, you know? Yeah, like, Liverpool, London. Like, Constantine Scouse. You literally said like... Scouse, and I said Le- Glasgow. I don't know why. Uh, um, <laughs> Glaswegian. <laughs> so we'll be able to understand him. Basically, uh, John Constantine, played by Keanu Reeves, is this kind of cigarette-smoking, kind of depressing guy who yeah. who basically is high to form exorcisms and gets rid of like any demons and stuff yeah. like that from the world. And there's this spear called the Spear of 
Destiny, I think it's called, is it? Um, yeah, something planned. Which is used, it was the spear used by like, the Roman soldier that pierced Jesus. And, you yeah, know, the right? spear of Longinus, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spear Destiny, and as all kind of relics around there, and it apparently has magical powers, and apparently it can be used to bring... So the idea is Satan's son, Lucifer's son, wants to come into the world and take it over. Yeah. And he needs a spear of destiny in order to be, bring into the world. Meanwhile, John Constantine uh, finds himself uh, helping Rachel Weiss's character, uh, Angela Dodson, whose twin sister killed herself. And he's trying to investigate why. And then he brings him into kind of finding out, oh, this is something's changing within kind of the um, the hierarchy, the kind of the structure of heaven and hell. Because the way this show this film sets up is like um there is an agreement that no demons from from or angel nothing from heaven and hell can like come yeah. into the present day and real world and like kind of inflict kind of like changes to the to the structure um but suddenly stuff is from hell and john constantine's like okay this is not supposed to happen why is this happening whilst yeah. also find now that he has now got terminal lung cancer for all the cigarettes he's been smoking, it you it, never really feel that sort of like sense of like finality with him, do you? No, you never feel no. like it's like a race against time. It's no, just, it, uh, I can see what they wanted to do. Like they they wanted to sort of like have this sort of like neo noir sort of like oh yeah, he's just like a pulp sort of like detective, right? But he uh, guess what the twist is, you guys? He performs exorcisms. It's like, wow, that's interesting. Let's do that. Let's make a film with Keanu Reeves as a noir like detective who hunts demons. Oh, I think I really is... like Keanu though. I'm bashing him, but I really like him in this role. I, I do reason. like him as well. Yeah, I think he's really, really good at it as well. I do prefer yeah. Matt Ryan as Constantine, but I, I mean, mean Keanu Reeves come is a good on, job. Matt Ryan's great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's Welsh, so yeah. Um, he's a Welsh boy, so yeah. Um, I feel like this. If this was like the noir kind of, I think it would have worked if it was kind of a bit more grounded, because mm. it gets the like the part where it gets me is when he's got that gun and he's like and he's got those bullets in it and he's going around just killing all these all these, <laughs> yeah. all these kind of uh, all these people. And you I'm know what like... that reminded me of? It was um, you know uh, Van Helsing with yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He has like a massive fuck off big like crossbow. Yeah. And it's like a machine gun crossbow. It just reminded me of that. <sighs> but one one of the things I really don't like about this film is is that it took me into the second, the first half into midway to actually find out what was the whole plot. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, okay, someone's sister, twin sister killed herself. Why? And then there's something about the rules of heaven and hell, which don't we specify until halfway through? And yeah. then it's about the spear of destiny thing, which is like, okay, that's going on. And then it's all about John Constantine's lung cancer. It it, it doesn't really make sense until like it starts, the actual investigation starts. And mm. even now, talking about it, I'm really confused about like what is actually about <laughs> um well it's it's just it's it's literally just about john constantine he's from that sort of like different uh, church thing isn't he where 
if you kill yourself, you're not allowed to enter heaven. So he is literally just trying to yeah. buy his way into heaven by like making up for his past mistakes. But he's doing it. Um, he's doing it um, for selfishness. That's, a, that's yeah, the thing. But he's doing he's good, but out of selfish reasons. Yeah, so he, yeah. No, he, he will be denied at the gate of heaven, heaven and all this yeah. stuff. But like he has like this familiarity with hell, doesn't he? Because yeah. he was the, he was there for a while or something. Like, yeah. Um, it's pretty lackluster the sort of like idea that it could have been done much better i think in that this character who you know he what he killed himself you know and now he he feels like he needs to do as much as he can before his cancer kills him so there should be like a sense of like urgency about him and in doing so you know he uh what's rachel white's character called again <laughs> Angela dog yeah shit. like you know and along the way like he sees that you know he needs to like save and all this stuff like out of selflessness not you know for his own reasons yeah it could have been done much better but um I I, I really liked everything with um Peter Stormare as uh Lucifer I thought the characterization was unique I, I really like him playing very dark like evil roles like he played like uh, uh, Shonabog, the god of darkness in American Gods, and he is fucking amazing. He's ty- he's kind of typecast now as kind of really dark, kind of not. I mean, best that's bad for of... his career, but he does it so fucking well. Yeah, yeah, and and I think the kind of because the, the original design of uh, it was he was going to be having like a he was gonna, he was going to have like a jacket and he have have tattoos everywhere. Ooh, that was yeah, the yeah. Devil. But they just, he, he they decided to change it, so he's like they in like they a white, do in have a white tattoos, suit. don't they? Yeah, yeah. But he has like a white suit, and I feel like that works well because it's kind of like the whiteness is kind of like the like the angel kind of idea. And obviously, yeah. Lucifer was an angel got banished from mm. well, dark angel got banished yeah. from heaven. I like what you're saying. Plus, how you see like a few tattoos like reaching out, almost like claws up his neck and stuff. Yeah, I was like. That's like his true nature coming out of like the fault, like a wolf in sheep's clothing sort of thing. It's, it's Lucifer, isn't it? It's this the deceiver. But he's um, like, he's very like, cool. He's, he's very gentlemanly, but also he's very like monstrous as well. Mm. You know, I I like the sort of characterization of um, the, like the fo- I don't like forced. Yeah, forced. That sort of like you know making a deal with the devil sort of thing, and it's all there's always a catch and all this stuff. I I love that sort of like perception of the devil. It's classic. It's overdone, maybe, but like this done so in this film. Well, the way the the devils and or Lucifer's been trained so many different film TV. It's you know you got the kind of red horn devil from like South yeah. Park and stuff, yeah. or even like I remember the Doctor Who episode where the, it's the, like the cloven the, the beast, like the, the yeah. beast, yeah. And then you got the devil that appears as like a, like an appearance of someone that like. Um, scares you like it, yeah. it, it changes within people so for example like i can't remember what film it is or show but it's oh like, like a, a boggart from harry potter yeah yeah like yeah. A de- i think one of the films like the devil the main character the devil appears as like the abusive father of like main character yeah yeah it's from mm. like so the, the devil appears in many different ways obviously the kind of um the very red the horns character like appearance really comes from i'll say biblical you would, I would say, um, 
Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's the sort of like the goat, isn't it? Like uh, separating the sort of the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the sheep from the goat. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah, and yeah. Um, I remember the Obi Wan, no, the Obi Wan, the Hugh McGregor Jesus film. Oh yeah, yeah. The that, devil like, pays. Loads as... of people have made like edits for yeah, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's actually a really good film. Um, and the devil appears as like. Jesus. Doesn't Ewan McGregor play the devil as well? Yeah, he plays that as well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying because um, the devil throughout different medium has appeared as like different mm. versions, haven't they? Uh, yeah. But I do like this. It's it's like I don't know the devil Lucifer in this portrayed as kind of like yeah, kind of like a boss kind of thing, like a gentleman kind of the richness to him as well because obviously he is you know he is the the king of the underworld, like yeah. hell. Uh, but the viciousness in that character as well, mm. and like kind of the the, the way they use makeup with him, just, just feels like the life draining, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the and like you see the sort of like, the, like the veins in his face, as yeah, well. yeah. I, that's really cool. Yeah, it's Peter Stormade just ate up the scenery. He was hamming it. Yeah, up. yeah. That must have been like very cool to watch him work on that. Yeah, because <laughs> seeing how bland like Keanu Reeves' performance is. As per usual, isn't it? But him opposite this like over the top sort of character is is it was great. It's he mopes fantastic. a lot. That's Legend Kenny does a lot. He mopes and yeah. he's like, oh, he's this he's never like there's never kind of a light side to him. He's just depressing. He just <laughs> Yeah. He's like he's just so, oh he's just you know, he's kinda of like, oh he's got lung cancer because he smokes a lot. Well he smokes because he just hates his life, doesn't he? Mm. Like the idea is like that's why he smokes a lot. The idea is, oh, he kind of wants to end his life as quickly as possible. Mm. And then, like, when he when he realizes he's got lung cancer, he doesn't try and do anything to stop it. He just continues smoking. I'm, I'm going to look up how many cigarettes he smokes in this film because it must be, <laughs> must be a number. <laughs> On a scale of Nucky Thompson to Tommy Shelby, how many did he take? But, um... 13, 13. Oh, is it? 13 oh. cigarettes. Oh, I thought it'd be more. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bloody good character, but like in how he literally takes the cancer, like the the tumours out of his lungs. Yeah. That that used to freak me out as a kid. I remember watching this as a kid and that, that scene was like, holy fuck. I was so confused and I remember like watching with my dad and, and he was like, yeah, he literally just took it out to the, the like, the tumors, the cancer, and I was like, "What?" Does he space? Does he still have lungs, though? You would assume that, like, he's taking out his like his lungs. It, it's so like it it's, some... it's magical, isn't it? It's yeah. like uh, supernatural. Yeah, he literally was. I imagine like he was literally like just scraping through his lungs, and that's so painful. And um, how like tar and stuff, wasn't it? Like his hands were covered in like tar, like his feet were. When you introduces him, and you see his feet covered like like that black like tar like thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, having him go barefoot, that's a very cool like um character design. I wonder, I wonder what what the you know the reasoning or like the character you know, like this is the design Well it's monks 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 go barefoot, don't they? Mm, so it's almost like a like a, a perversion of sort of like yeah. penance, isn't it? Yeah. Or like yeah, yeah like contemplation. Yeah. Like even the even the angel Gabriel was barefoot in this. The idea mm-hmm. is angels are always barefoot, like in terms of any type of oh yeah, like, they are illustrations. They? Yeah. Um, you see them like the cherubim and stuff. They're always like barefoot. Yeah, that's interesting. So, 
what do you think of Tilda Swinton as Gabriel? In the... <laughs> She's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they literally wanted her because she has that androgynous look, which, you know, biblically accurate. Well, not biblically accurate, but like historically, you know, they say sort of like, oh, you know, angels don't have a, a gender. They don't have a sex. So having an androgynous actress to come in and portray Gabriel, it's interesting. Well, that's, why they, that's why they obviously picked her for the ancient one, didn't they? In mm. uh, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, who else she played? I'm pretty, was it? Well, this was is it, this was or a Kate Blanchett that played um, Bob Dylan. Oh, I think it was Kate th- Blanchett, wasn't it? No, I think it was her who played Bob Dylan. Oh, it was, was it? Okay, but uh, this was the same year that um, she starred in the Line of Witch of the Wardrobe. Ah, so that's the, um, the White Queen, is it? Or mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Ice Queen, uh, the White Queen, yeah, Ice Queen. And she was a really good villain. I used to be scared of her watching that film. Oh my god, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Especially... she has that like imperiousness about her. Yeah, you know, and how like, yeah, I thought it was very weird as well. How like they make out that Gabriel is like just, yeah, you know, you 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 hear of Gabriel as this sort of like shining like arc archangel, don't you, and, and all this stuff. But how it was just well. She betrays um, Constantine and stuff. But the idea is she wants him because it's like only like yeah. The, the idea is like there's not the worthy people going to heaven, hmm. so she wants us to actually release Lucifer's son. So um, what's his name? Um, uh, Mamun, Mamun. That's it, Mamun. Um, to release them on the world, to create hell on earth, really. So only like those who are like divine and worthy to be in heaven will go to heaven. And yeah, because mm. she basically believes that God is weak. That's why she does this. Yeah. Uh, but she thinks she's doing it for like the, the good cause, but it's not. Um, and that's why she becomes like obviously at the end she loses her wings because her kind of divineness is kind of taken. She becomes a human. Um, yeah. I thought she gets banished to hell. That's a thing, but I uh, they keep her. I always they... thought that she was like because she lost her wings at the end. She was just like reduced to being like a mortal as punishment or something. It's... Like she she's a half breed, isn't she? Like because you know when um, heaven and hell are not allowed to interfere with like earth with like the mortal world. Yeah, they send the half breeds and stuff. And yeah, so Gabriel's a half breed, I guess. Yeah. They never go through much into it, do they? Because mm. um, she appears in like what two scenes in this film? Yeah, maybe this... could have been, you know could have done with some more. The maybe. scene where they're in like I don't know what, what where this place is in like this, this building or something. Yeah. Like, oh, and you know. see her like like wings come out and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I... Um, he he tries to get an extension as well, but mm. um. Because uh, he, for Constantine, he believes he hasn't got. I mean, it's really much the story is about the, the selfish man who becomes, who loses his, self, his selfishness and it helps because he wants to help. It's not. Yeah. It's, it, it's it's this story's been told so many times in as well in a lot of better ways as well. Yeah. Um, the idea is okay. This man who do you know? It's kind of like. Um, kind of a western kind of feel to like oh the cowboy uh who who you know saves a town for money and then he goes 
he then he goes to his town where he learns oh actually it's not just about money it's about being a good cause and stuff like yeah. that helping the right people and um it's never just about the fame and the fortune it's just about being a good person uh, and I, I understand this the way this film goes but it, it goes in a very it, it it's very waffling the way this <laughs> yeah. is done yeah and there's so many things that don't make sense like okay the depiction of hell as like LA in like a sort of nuclear kind of, you know, kind of post-apocalyptic world. That is yeah. quite interesting, but the way that the, the kind of effects was really off-putting. Oh, I mean, tell, it's 2005, you know. Yeah, but even then for 2005, that, those effects are really off-putting. And then yeah. the idea is you can take stuff from hell and bring it back to like the real world. Yeah, yeah, that's a bit weird. Which doesn't make sense at mm. all. But the idea is you can take what anything mm. from hell and like bring it back. Um, I I like though how um, <laughs> when you know like uh, Constantine arrives back, he's just like there and he's literally like just steaming. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, he's like smoking, isn't he? Because literally yeah, comes back yeah, hell. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And like he uses like the cat. That that's in that's very like cool like supernatural shit. I I like stuff like that. Like yeah, and he, he's he's almost like pissed off that he needs to like look into the the cat's eyes, isn't it? What did he say? Yeah. Oh, they've always been good at this. Yeah, and like yeah. everything slows down, isn't it? I thought the cat was gonna die. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna kill a cat. They just kill <laughs> yeah. the cat or something like that. I was like, but they do it with her in the bathtub as well. But yeah, she goes to hell, doesn't she, Angela, in um in the bathtub. Yeah. That's what that's a way of waking her power, and that's why he tries to drown her because through that kind of fight or fight, mm. her power comes out. Um, I, I feel like have Angela having powers just seems to be quite pointless because it yeah. basically says, Oh, this is why the Mamoon has chosen her and stuff like that, or why they're going after it. Becomes very much, like, Oh, I have a twin sister, oh, I've got the same powers as well. It just feels like they could have done basically all they need is like an innocent figure to kind of yeah. protect, you know. And I mean, Constantine is not an innocent figure. So it's kind of like, oh, why don't we choose a kind of the, not love interest, but, you know, the innocent heroine as kind of the. Because, and again, Rachel Weiss in this film does become a damsel in distress. She'd always need to be saved by Constantine. Yeah. Um, that's another thing I have to pull up as well. And it, she and it, and through her, it's kind of like the it's like the surrogate audience, and she always asks questions like, "What is this? What yeah. is this? What is this? What does this mean? What does this mean?" And then Kanye's like, "Oh, this is this, this, this." But what about this, this, and this? Oh yeah, this, 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 this. this. It gets kind of like it, it becomes like Exposition a dumps, yeah. yeah, it becomes like a little bit of a TED talk, really. Not or like <laughs> nice. or kind of or kind of like I, I'm John Constantine. Welcome to my TED talk. This is this is how you fight demons in hell and stuff like that. You know, I mean, in the real world. he's definitely TEDx. There's no way they'd invite John Constantine <laughs> to TED. Come on, TEDx. What's the difference between TED, TED, and TEDx? Oh, they they allow like um, anyone to speak at TEDx. Basically, oh, but Ted's like Ted. Ted's just full of the Jordan Peterson type. People. <laughs> yeah, that's true. God damn, Jordan Peterson. We need to live like lobsters, you guys. <laughs> Sake. He plays this really bad song. Uh, <laughs> that we, the people are dying. Song. It's really weird. 
Have I sent you that that that, that music video? Jordan Peterson. The song I sent you afterwards. No, oh, no I think I, I sent. Never I, think heard I, of that. I think I showed you it. It's really weird. Um, really bizarre. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, I mean, Charlotte Buff in this is forgettable. Oh uh, yeah, and it turns out he's like he's an art half breed. He's like an angel as well. Yeah, it that just makes it a does, really it dumb does, reveal. It doesn't make sense. That was very dumb. And he just, I feel like his death was kind of like, oh, we need to kill him off because oh, this is the apprentice that wants to be the John Costi and he dies. Yeah, but because of Charlotte Buff, I don't really Shia care. Buff. This is pre Indiana Jones for Transformers. Charlotte Buff. Where Shut Up After becomes a really annoying kind of like sidekick. Yeah. And then he becomes the really annoying sidekick to Megan Fox in Transformers films. <laughs> Why um, did anyone like him acting? He's he's not a very good actor. I mean... I mean, he's are... good in Peanut Butter Falcon, maybe. Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah, I think... But he's just been such... He's, he, he hasn't had a good agent. That's basically it. Yeah, he hasn't had a good agent, and they thought chuck him to Indiana Jones four would, you know, people would like him for that, but obviously not. And then he got stuck in the Transformers film, uh, three Transformers films. Yeah, and then he was in a bunch of like Disturbia, Eagle oh, yeah. Eye, and stuff like that. It he has been typecasted as like this, just like I don't know, this annoying character or like the kind of the sidekick character. Ugh, yeah. But then again, he has not he hasn't had a good agent. That's the thing. Um oh well. And he's very uh problematic at the moment. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. What do you think of Rachel Weiss in this? Yeah, she's good. I like Rachel uh, Rachel Weiss acting anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's just the character wasn't bit, uh, written uh very well. No that's, no, that's the problem with the character. It felt very much like this Again, she just became kind of like the. Um, yeah, you're she, right. Just you said the, the damsel in distress. Yeah, and the idea that she becomes like, asking questions and stuff. She doesn't really do much. She's all up to Constantine, be the one who has to be like, you know, oh, let me save you, or I've got like a weapon and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> it's I, um, I, they don't know because you know she was a popular actress, you know. They just wanted to just shove it in there, just like oh, oh, it's name recognition. You know, well, I think wife. the same year. I think it's the same year she got. She was in the Constant Gardener. Now, yeah, the, I uh, haven't it's, seen that. It's a John Lee Carr film, and she won. She won Best Actress Oscar for that. Oh, so really? maybe there was like a lot of um, there was a lot of thing around her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were like, oh, we need like a you know, we need a bunch of. We've got Keanu Reeves, but we need like some. <laughs> we got Os- Neo, you guys. <laughs> we got some nomination. Yeah, that's the thing with this film is trying to be a little bit like the Matrix in terms of the special effects as well. Um, yeah, but it just doesn't work. Like it, it's like, like he, it's trying to be like uh, a dark kind of Matrix style film. Yeah, which which doesn't which yeah which doesn't work at all. I mean, Jimun Honsoon, I think, is really good. But then again, he's just... He just appears in, like, two scenes. Mm. And he's great like... in anything he's in. Yeah. He's but such what... an underrated actor. What I found with film is it's always, like, an object or something. It's like, oh, I need to 
read the thoughts. Okay, there's a machine here. Let's use oh, that. Christ, yeah. Oh, we need to find out. Oh, this is. The... Oh, this is right. Oh, it's from the Hell's Bible. Oh, <laughs> good thing I've got Hell's Bible so with dumb, me. Yeah. It's like so dumb. It is. It is. It is really dumb. And and he he always knows people that will get him those things, right? Yeah. He he, he knows people and. Uh... It just feels like there was no sort of like you know challenge. There was no chase. There's a, there's a funny scene I found funny was when the after he kills um, uh, Bathhauser, you no know, the uh, that that guy, oh, the guy yeah, Bathhauser, yeah. the guy in like the suit and stuff, and he kills mm. him in like that um, board meeting room, and um, they like they they kill them, and then Rachel Weisz gets like taken. She just goes through all these buildings like walls, isn't she? Like it's like unlimited yeah. walls. You're like, what's going on now? Like, <laughs> sick. Um, oh, this this film. I mean, I mean, I don't even know. Like, they, they were obviously trying to set up like something as like a, a series of films, weren't they? By by putting like Shia LaBeouf at the end, bringing him back as like an angel. That's dumb. But like, they wanted obviously to like do stuff with his character. Yeah, yeah, they wanted. And... Never happened. <laughs> this is all we had of Keanu's uh, interpretation of Constantine. So what and I don't know this... whether that's a good thing. So, director um, Francis Lawrence said regarding the sequel, over the years, Constantine has become a sort of cult following. Uh... What is it? Was this an R? Was this PG rated? This film, or was it proper R? An R? Oh, I'm not too sure. I think it was R. Yeah. And then and it but... should have been. It should, it should have been R rated. You know, something um, like this. They're dealing with like stuff like you know, hell and the devil. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we've stated May 2019 raised up in the prize of one sequel in the future. Um, Why not? But... But then Keanu, apparently, on, uh, Keanu, apparently Keanu did. Um, General De Toro is basically writing a Justice League Dark film Ooh. as well. But, but that oh was announced. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Constantine brings the Justice League Dark together, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, I've always wanted to see Zatanna as well in like live action. And um, I don't know, bring in like Gentleman Ghost, um, Etrigan the Demon. Come on, come on, DC, do it. You're doing fucking Black Adam for God's sake! Come on, do Just Lee Dark. <sighs> so I have strong uh, feelings about this. <laughs> so um, there's actually like there's quite there's two references to 2004's Hellboy. Really? So the, the Spear of Destiny is used in Hellboy 2004. You know the one with the Nazis in it and stuff. Oh, I can't. That's in Hellboy. You remember the one remember the. The one with Vaughn Perman's Hellboy, the first one. Yeah, yeah, the, the good ones. Yeah. Um, and apparently this film was going to be um titled Hellblazer, but they yeah. felt it was too similar to Hellboy. That's why they changed it to Constantine. Ah, yeah, because the um the comics of Constantine are called Hellblazer. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, also um the Nazi flag in the first scene. You remember they, in Mexico they dig up that kind of site. I understand why this is why were the Nazis were in Mexico was very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the idea is they find the Spear of Destiny in Mexico, but it's like why would that be? Why would the Nazis be in Mexico? 
it's, it feels does make sense. Well, but... people think that they went to Argentina, but they're wrong. Actually, they went to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> um. <laughs> so Nazi flag that was used to wrap the spear destiny. So dumb. The one yeah. that they found, yeah, it was destroyed destroyed after the shooting after the the shoot to prevent it from falling into the hands of neo Nazis. Yeah, as you do. Um, I mean, uh, when they uh, wrapped film in. Um... On the final season of The Man in the High Castle, they burnt all of the Nazi uniforms and flags. Really? And so people... as, as maligned as the final season of that show is, I think that was a pretty reasonable gesture. I would have preferred though if they'd put it on display as like, you know, the you know, a museum of like the history of like this show. Because I, I I thought it was a good show, but Yeah, but you gotta I be, mean, you gotta you be know, ca- you gotta be careful because it looks like yeah. I mean yeah. It yeah, it's like you know glorification. Yeah, yeah, very careful. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, um, John Constantine, um, the character is um was drawn to look like the singer Sting. Um. In uh, the film, yeah. Yeah. The, the character is from Los Angeles, California, USA. It's widely believed that the foot change was made specifically for Keanu Reeves. The truth is, the original script retained his nationality, but got no response from producers. So the writers changed him to an American, and the script quickly gained attention. Um, That's interesting. Very interesting, actually. I feel like I feel like the idea was the American audience would not get with the idea of uh, the, the British yeah. John Constantine, mm. or like the Scouse thing as well. Like, yeah. I, could see I don't think Americans Amer- are American. familiar with like the terminology of um, uh-huh. anyone that's not familiar. We said earlier. Uh, in Britain, someone from Liverpool is, is called a Scouser or a Scouse. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, a very distinctive accent as well, which Matt Ryan brings uh, very well in, well, it was his show, but then in all the DC stuff he does now. Um, I think what you just said about, you know, oh, they changed it to an American. I think in that script, they basically said, we're looking for someone like Keanu Reeves or Keanu Reeves to play him. And then the execs like, oh my God, ooh. Keanu Reeves, you know, because when was the last, uh, when was the Matrix Re- uh, Revelations? This released? was 2003, so even they, they were still big yeah. after that. So yeah. They were circulating this script about that time, and Keanu Reeves was like, you know, the moneymaker, the superstar, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, He's yeah. back on it now, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's back up there. Everyone loves Keanu. It's like, um, well, I'm looking now, um, what was he around back then? Um, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. The last Matrix Revolutions Reloaded came out 2003, this came out 2005, and then he started getting to his really bad films, didn't he? He's like, Dead Earth Stood Still, that was pretty <laughs> bad. Um, and there's some of these films I've never heard of Street Kings, that's directed by David Ayer. i not, yeah, heard. he's been some weird shit as well. Well, actually, yeah, I can't bring to mind anything like else that he was in. Jesus, he, he was in the one where like those two girls like bury. Remember that? And he's like, he's got like a gag in his mouth, like a phone's in front of him that like people just absolutely took the piss out of. Two girls bury him. Yeah, I'm mean, seen that. It's like, um, is that knock knock? Anna de Armas. Yeah, knock knock. Yeah, that's, that's oh, is when... that it? Knock knock. Yeah. Um... So apparently, Michelle Monaghan had several scenes as Ellie, which is a hard breed demon Constantine sleeps with. 
Nazi information, who is based on Succubus of the same name in the Hillblazer comics. In the finished film, however, the war consists of two brief shots and one line dialogue. Holy water during Constantine's climatic confrontation with a group of half breeds in hospital. Director Francis Lawrence said Ellie's relationship with Constantine was cut to make him more of a lonely character. I think I like that because there's times where Rachel Rice is kind of Andrew, like obviously she she fancies Constantine and she, and there's moments where she wants to kiss him but it doesn't lead to anywhere. Mm, which I think yeah. is nice because just because you got the you know, you got the male character and then you got like the female sidekick doesn't mean they always have to be in a relationship. Yeah. And the idea is John is kind of very messed up. Mm. Uh, like in general, it's like having a relationship. That's why I feel like at the end she kind of like she kind of turns him away. Because she knows that like he's just not not like a good person, but like he's just he's like a broken man. He's got just too many demons in him. That's oh, no pun intended. But, but, no pun intended, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I love at the end how he just goes around to chewing gum then it's kind of like yeah. he's nicotine gum yeah. it's his second chance of life mm. he's changed isn't he he's yeah. changed yeah and that's why when he slits his wrists it's because he knows that the devil will come to collect his soul mm. like personally he knows that he can make a deal with the devil i do love it that he when he gets sent when he goes to heaven and the and the, the lucifer's like no he's mine yeah and that's um, cool and, and he, he, just, he flags the devil. That's that's funny. But yeah. but because of uh, did you know because his 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 hands stopped working, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person, the idea was obviously his his hands stopped working, so he flagged the devil again with the devil. That was God who did that. <laughs> really, that's so funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you remember his hands stopped working. He can't move his hands. Yeah. So, oh, I, yeah. In that scene, yeah, so that's that. I feel like that's God to give the devil the middle finger. <laughs> it's funny, it's so funny, yeah. And um, like, do you know, in in so like coming back to like the sort of like law of this film, how apparently you know, like, oh, the, the devil and God had a, a, a wager on everyone's souls and all this stuff, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not in the Hellblazer comics, and like, it's it's pretty like dumb. Was that good it's omens? Like, though? These world and good omens. Well, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't there wages between the devil and and the angel. In wait, no, good omens. I get confused. It's not actually the devil, is it? It's um, it's like a demon and an angel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, now good omens is bloody fantastic. There's a uh, season two announced as well, which is uh, great. Michael Sheen and David Tennant, boy. God dear, oh, yeah. Um, much better than this. This shit, but yeah. But again, this film is it's a quite forgettable film. I mean, when the action scenes are there, they're quite great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But then it's I don't know. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Keanu Reeves is miscast as John Constantine. I feel like no, he's great, yeah. he does a good job at it, but it it feels very like two thousands. It. It feels the the plot gets very confusing, and I mean, obviously, noir films you don't need to make it confusing, do do you? Mm. Um, yeah, noir yeah, just needs to be simple. It feels like 
there's no real soul in it. And I'll make another bloody pun, but it's um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's basically what I feel of this film. It feels like a film. It's like, eh, if it's on, I'll watch it. But it's like, uh, I wouldn't put myself through to watch it. That's the thing. It's the same thing with um, actually Daredevil. If it was on, I wouldn't watch it. So yeah. I think with this, if it was on and I had nothing else to watch, then I'll watch it. I think if Daredevil, Ben Affleck's came on, I wouldn't have watched it anyway. <laughs> it was like nothing else to watch. Um, but I've, it shows that you can make a good Constantine adaption. They did that with the TV show, Matt Ryan. And yeah. then he appeared in like, obviously that got cancelled, but then he appeared in other stuff as well. Um, Legends of Tomorrow and all that. And um, I think if they ever do like bring back Constantine, I think Matt Ryan was they should bring out Matt, 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 Matt Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just feel like with, uh, this became just such a 2000s film. Like they, they were like testing the waters with different properties, weren't they? Right, right yeah. then. Like you had Daredevil, and we were like, okay, you know, we've got Fantastic Four, we have got Daredevil, we have got Hulk. So t- you know, obviously, Hulk was done as kind of like a TV show, slash TV movies, but they want to make it like a blockbuster film. Uh, Sin City and stuff, um, uh, 300. And it was idea okay, we've got John Constantine, um, a man that you know, obviously, you know, people is popular when comic graphic novel fans, comic fans, but will he be pop? Will he be popular with the general audience? And that that's why they made this. It was testing the waters, and I think like a lot of general audience didn't really resonate with. The character, and also you got remember you got to think that this is a film about death as well, mm. and heaven going to heaven or hurt or hell, and I mean it's always one of the big paranoias of people, you know. People... It's just morbid, isn't it? People... It's li- it's literally just like dour. Yeah, people don't it's depressing. People don't. I wouldn't say people are really interested about the idea of heaven and hell. Because again, mm. it adds that kind of paranoia about we're all going to die. And this, this is going to sound depressing, what I'm saying, but like, you know, we're all going to die eventually and stuff like that. You know, our life is not in like I'm, our physical body is like not immortal. So I think having shows like films like this is like, oh, it's very. There are films that have looked at death, but in a very kind of light comedic way, you know, like Ghost Town and stuff like that. Ghost. Mm. They're like really like, they're very like warm films as well. But yeah. this film is just like, it's very dark, depressing. And, it's, and you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you know, I, I you know, the idea about it's like, hell is this kind of like, um, just terrifying wasteland and he- and he- there's a very ambiguous tone to heaven in this film well um, you do see like the towers of heaven when mm. um constantine's like being claimed by god at the end it's meant to be like idyllic isn't it it's meant to yeah. be paradise so you know like he he is fighting for like the right reasons really but yeah i, I think uh they were trying they you know they would be in shy really and not going in really in depth about heaven because it focuses on judgment day and i mean you know there's still very much people worry about the idea of judgment day happening on happening to the earth so you know 
If you're somebody who worries about their soul and stuff like that, you wouldn't go <laughs> don't watch, watch this. Don't watch this. No, no. If you're somebody who yeah. just, who's if you're somebody who loves Keanu Reeves and smokes cigarettes, you know, and you know, obsessed with the occult, then I think this is a film for you. Um, but then again, I, you know, it's 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 not the right film. I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's terrible, but I don't think it's good either. Mm. Um, what would you um any other final thoughts of this film? Um it was I, I it was fun to go back and watch it. It's alright. <laughs> I actually think it's a fun film, but I wouldn't say it's a good film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I can I can agree with that. It's watchable in terms of that. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, what what would you give a rating of um um, Constantine. I'd say, like you know, I have a bit of like nostalgia for it because I, I watched it as a kid. But like, I just want to say uh, five out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm... I just feel like it's Keanu does his best, you know, but it's just it's just a forgettable film. Yeah, I really don't see myself just like oh oh wow like there's going to be another Constantine and then like, I'd if be they, like oh okay if they yeah. make a and you know even if they do think about making a sequel to this everyone's gone off and done big things now so you yeah. wouldn't get the, the cast back like the actors and all that like unless it's like a really amazing Constantine film hmm. um, yeah you're right but yeah but like, this is directorial debut of um, Francis Lawrence, and he went on to direct the Hunger Games films, I Am Legend. So I've he's he, he's shown like he's a really good director, and um, and he stuck this this directorial debut, which is quite cool. Yeah, it's a directorial debut. It's pretty good, mm. I have to say. You know, it could have been much worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's always this thing of Alan Moore films, is they? They are really good, or they're like. They're um, bad, but no, no, but animal films. They're all they're either like they're okay, they're like all right, but they also can be bad as well. Um, and this was around about the time where like From Hell came out as well, and then uh, four years yeah. before that there was Watchmen. So, and then was it 2008 was V Vendetta? That was Animal, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It started to become a thing where like they started to bring in kind of Alan, Alan Moore, but I feel like with some Alan Moore's stories and not a graphic novels, they don't work well on a, on the on the screen. Hmm. That's just my opinion, anyway. So yeah, I yeah. think it's just some of them are harder to adapt than others. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, that's a six out of ten for me, and five out of ten for you. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that um that wraps up our Constantine uh, review. Uh, if you've got any thoughts, uh, please, uh, please, uh, comment or uh, give us a DM. Uh, and if you're a massive fan of this film, I do apologize if I, I <laughs> put this down under Drogacinos, <laughs> but you know, um, next week we'll be finished off June looking at Obi Wan Kenobi. The last episode is coming out on Wednesday. Hopefully, we're going to get a really good final confrontation between Vader and Obi Wan. And then we'll be reviewing it. That'll be next Sunday. So, um, well, that'll be recorded next Sunday. We're not releasing that until Monday. You know, Mondays. THCC Mondays, isn't it? Monday, um, Monday, Monday. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, THCC Monday. So, yeah. Um, 
thank you everyone for listening. Um, again, please like, follow, share, share, and or review if you enjoyed the episode. Uh, again, follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Plus, follow us on the many platforms we are on, including Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Google Podcast, um, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Apple Pod- Pod- Podcasts. I'm your host. I hope everyone has a good weekend. I'm your host, I'm your host Reese Bolton. Sign and up. I'm your host, Reese Jones. Goodbye. Bye. And I'll see Bye-bye. you all in hell. <laughs> well, that wraps up another episode of the Hoffy Coffee Cast. But before we end, me and Reese want to thank everyone for listening. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to like, follow, share, and review, in addition to tell your friends, family, and fellow nerds and coffee lovers about our content. We both enjoyed talking about these topics and with your help we can strive to be bigger and better and bring out much more to our fans and listeners. I'm your host Reese Bolton. And I'm your host Reese Jones. And we'll see you on the next Hoffee Coffee Cast. Take care and goodbye. Bye.